Welcome to the top story. I'm Sui. It's said this has been the hottest summer in China. In particular, heat waves and drought linger in the province of Sichuan and its neighboring city Chongqing. Mainly in southern China, should expect to see temperatures above 35 degrees Celsius, and nine of them could experience temperatures. And one of the worst heat waves in decades continues to plague southern China, with Chongqing and Sichuan among. As well the as parts hit. of the Yangtze River basin, we'll see temperatures above 40 degrees. Celsius. The extreme weather is not only putting people's health at risk. But also hampering power production, the region resorted to power rationing and has shut down almost all industrial activities. For this, I spoke with my colleague in Chengdu, Nikowan. Nikowan, I saw pictures online that some places in Chengdu and also Chongqing went dark, and city there shut down unnecessary power consumption. So, how serious is the situation there, and how are you doing in Chengdu and Chongqing? Yeah, that's right. We've been. Suffering these power restrictions for a bit over a week now. I first heard about it because our office, our studio, is facing、uh, the same kinds of restrictions. We were told last week, last Tuesday in the morning, that there was a quota imposed that we had only thirty percent of our normal electricity,、um, and that. We had already reached that at 9 a.m.、Mm. and so, in the group, many people who were on their way to work still decided to turn around.、Uh, I know that by the time I got in, a lot of workers were leaving the building. They had been sent home, but for us, our day had just begun. Throughout the week,、uh, you began to notice that in malls, metro stations, other places, that the lights were. Some of the lights were turned off. The lights were dimmed. If there were three escalators, say one may have been turned off. The air conditioning was turned down, if not completely off, in some places.、Mm-hmm. And so, it just gives you a feeling that you're walking in maybe as it's closed or after it's closed.、Mm. We know Sichuan and Chongqing are known as China's hottest places. There are no strangers to heat waves. Why do you think the power crunch this year is so extreme that they had to resort to power rationing? Yeah, I think there's a combination of factors at play here. One is this extreme heat. This is the longest and most intense period of heat on record. We've seen weeks of 35 plus degree temperatures in Chengdu, in Chongqing, 45. That's a new、mm. record. I think more and more people are wanting to stay inside. They're also being told to stay inside to be safe, and inside they're using air conditioning to keep themselves cool. We know Chongqing authorities came out to say that the power load right now is 30% higher than last year. It's the largest load they've ever seen, and more than half of that comes from air conditioning units.、Mm. So. We've got this huge demand due to this heat wave, and meanwhile, supply has been going down. This region, I can put it into context a little. Sichuan relies quite heavily on hydropower. It gets about eighty percent of its energy that way. It's a province that has the natural resources to allow this. It has over a thousand rivers, and so it's built. Hundreds of hydropower plants. 
it usually produces so much energy that it sells some of this onwards to provinces further east, like Jiangsu, like Shanghai, like Zhejiang. It's quoted often that one in five lights in Shanghai, for example, are powered by Sichuan. But what hydropower relies on is rivers flowing. It relies on rainfall. And this year, we've seen a sharp decrease in rainfall in Sichuan, over 50% less than usual. So we've seen some of the major dams in the province reach rock bottom water levels. And so the province just hasn't been able to generate even the normal amount of electricity, let alone enough to meet a spike in demand. Hmm. And also we know the heat wave and the drought also affecting other parts along the Yangtze River, like Hubei province or Jiangxi province. What makes Sichuan so vulnerable when it comes to uh, electricity supply? I guess when you're used to hydropower, these facilities being able to meet the needs of electricity and more Mm. in Sichuan, and for you to be able to sell that energy onwards, it probably wouldn't occur to you that you would need to keep your energy mix varied, more diversified, and make sure there's a quicker reaction to these gaps between supply and demand. Mm Actually, I was in Chongqing for like a year uh, when I grew up. I, I can still remember during a hot days, uh, people in the city can simply sleep on the floor where they can take a shower without the need to heat water. So that's uh, a hot place. Of course, back then, that's not right. yeah, not every family had uh, air conditioning, but now people are used to air conditioning. And like you mentioned, uh, most of them... Uh, uh, were turned off. So how are the heat wave and the power shortage affecting people's daily lives? Well, I think in terms of their work life, people are being asked to work from home if that's possible. In terms of being at home, authorities have been urging them if they want to have the air conditioning on, which most people uh, are doing in 40 plus degrees, mm. to keep it set at 27 degrees or higher. When you're outside, you're staying outside less. Uh, Even in my compound, usually in the evening, there are children and families running around in the courtyard. But with this summer, the lows have been still so high. At night, it can can still be 30 degrees, maybe 28 degrees. So it really doesn't have a chance to cool off in the evening. And so for me, the most visible effect is just fewer people out on the streets. Mm. You mentioned that you you spent the time in Chongqing. Actually, I know before when we were getting ready to record this podcast, I said that I would be back in Chengdu. Mm. Plans have changed. I've been asked to stay in Chongqing and report on the heat. And we went to visit the Jialing River, which runs through part of the downtown of Chongqing. It's one of the main tributaries of the Yangtze River. We're here in Chongqing today filming the Jialing River, which has uh, shrunken amid the heat wave and the lack of rainfall this year. It's scorching hot. Because we had seen online so many pictures of the riverbed of the Jialing being so dried up that people have been able to walk out to Mm. basically the middle of the river. And it's really remarkable to think that this area was flooded about this time 
last year and now it's so low the water levels are so low that you can cross more than halfway across the river just by walking we've been in Chongqing city for a couple of days now we went to spend uh, the day talking to some farmers yesterday as well talking about how the hot weather and the drought have been affecting their crops and then also their livelihoods. The situation here is similar to Chengdu in terms of the restrictions, asking people to keep their AC on at quite high temperatures, asking malls to reduce their electricity use, reduce their opening hours, turning off lights, street lights too. Um, but of course, here in Chongqing, we've seen temperatures of 45 degrees. Mm. We've just discovered that my cameraman's shoes, the glue has come undone and it's starting to fall apart just from spending, what, 30, 40 minutes out. Uh, and if you include the humidity in that, it feels maybe four degrees, three or four degrees more. Mm. So just extremely hot here right now mm. maybe hotter than when you were here last time yeah sometimes uh, heat waves can turn to a public health issue uh, so how is the lingering heat affecting people's health i mean particularly to those uh, vulnerable groups and what advice did local governments uh, offer to the people i mean to to get away from the damage the harm to their health yeah, that's a good question. It's something that my colleague Guo Tianqi actually did a report on in Chengdu. Mm. Um, she went to visit one of the main hospitals there. And at that time, last week, there were 10 people in ICU being treated for heat, heat stroke and heat-related illnesses. She spoke to doctors there who say that mortality from heat stroke jumps up 80% for people you mentioned vulnerable groups, people mm. over age 50, which is not that old. So it's very, I guess, easy to overestimate how much heat you can deal with, how much time you can spend outside. So right. authorities have been reminding people, urging people to stay safe, to stay inside, to avoid outdoor work where possible, especially at midday and in the afternoon when it's hottest. Mm. And also, by the way, I, I'm curious about the situation of uh, electric car owners. There are a lot of uh, discussion online, like electric owners, they, they have to charge their cars uh, during midnight. So what, what's your observation? This is, a, this is an interesting one. I've mm -hmm. also been reading about electric car vehicle, Tesla, for example, mm -hmm. stations that have not been able to offer charging. Most have been turned off. Um, I know from a friend who was walking past an electric vehicle charging station just yesterday saying that there were massive queues and that mm. by the time he walked around 20 minutes later, the same cars were waiting there. So I think right now with the power crunch, we are seeing this impacting the ability of electric vehicle owners to charge their cars. Mm. And talking about the impact on manufacturing activities uh, of course the situation is forcing the government to choose between industrial production and people's daily needs like we mentioned so how is the suspension on factories uh, going to affect the supply chain and also the manufacturing activities do you think yes authorities have been 
prioritizing electricity for residential use, for household use.、Mm. In Sichuan, they ordered factories shut in most parts of the province. These are factories that produce solar panels, silicon, auto parts.、Uh, similar thing here in Chongqing.、Uh, authorities also asking electricity to be limited for use by factories and producers, just because. Of the seriousness of the power supply issue right now, Foxconn, which supplies Apple watches and laptops here in Sichuan, did come out to say that the impact on them has not been significant, but they did have to halt production at that time, and we're still waiting to see how big of an impact it will have on supply chains. This is a temporary pause in production and. We're hoping that as electricity supply comes in from other sources, from other parts of the country, that this gap between supply and demand will not last so long that production has to be halted for an extended period of time.、Mm. Stay tuned. Hey, I'm Fei Fei with the top story. I've been working in the newsroom for about eight years now, and I've come to terms with the fact. Then there's much more unexplained behind the words we put out on air. Limited airtime is one reason, or events are just too complicated. But now with podcasts, we don't have to compromise anymore. The top story allows us to indulge in our curiosity for events that shape our lives and our futures. Just search the top story on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen for a personal touch on the big events in China. And elsewhere in the world. So let's move on to、uh, like measures to deal with the situation. So far,、uh, based on your observation, there, what measures have been taken, and is there a way out of this power crunch? Well, the measures so far have mainly centered around trying to conserve energy,、mm-hmm. especially for household use.、Mm-hmm. We talked about office buildings, malls, even the the subway. Seeing their lights turned off,、uh, billboards dark, escalators turned off as well, and this all in a bid to make sure that there's enough for people at home. In terms of other measures, we already sort of spoke about the production being limited or completely restricted、mm-hmm. at this particular time. One of the ways they've turned to to try and alleviate this power crunch has been. Asking for help,、mm-hmm. we saw shortly after the restrictions were put in place in Sichuan that emergency power trucks arrived from、mm. across the country. Dozens of power trucks that could generate enough energy to keep some hospitals running for、mm. for emergency use. We know since then that the government has been calling on other provinces to send their energy down to the southwest. Really unusual move because power is usually moving in another way out of this southwestern region. I think for the first time, places like Inner Mongolia are sending energy to places like Sichuan. Since the region relies on hydropower so much, for me it seems like they do not have enough alternatives or contingency plans to deal with the scenarios. 
Like, why cannot power plants produce more? For example, how about we restarting those power plants that use coal for electricity? Well, this is actually exactly what the government has been doing.、Mm-hmm. Just last weekend, they declared or they activated the highest level emergency in response to this power supply issue. It allows them to call on the state grid for help、uh, from other parts of the country. It also asks electricity producers to maximize production, and so that the province can make use of facilities that use coal, gas,、uh, and oil.、Mm-hmm. And so we have seen them mobilize, but not soon enough, it would seem, because the power crunch has led to restrictions for about a week before this emergency plan was activated. But you're right in pointing out that there are other ways of generating power. But usually, these production facilities do have a plan for how much power they will produce、mm. in a year. And when you see sharp spikes in demand because of this heat wave, maybe lasting longer than people had forecasted, then it does take time for these facilities to be able to ramp up production for them to change that production plan.、Mm. We're seeing more power shortages more frequently over the past a couple of years in many parts of the world, not just China, but in China particularly.、Uh, there was one last year、uh, during the winter time. So, what does China have in mind about addressing this problem? Well, Chinese authorities have been looking into long-distance transmission lines, into things like batteries. The idea being. That if one region is affected by power shortages, that they can quickly move electricity around and divert or send from other provinces to help a particular place, a particular region. And so we are seeing these extreme weather events happen more frequently, as you said, not just in China but around the world.、Mm. And so thinking about. How we can keep the power grid flexible across the country, so that one region, a seriously affected region, can get help from others, and everything can be balanced out. I think that is what authorities are focusing on right now. And lastly,、uh, talk about us. I mean, ordinary people. We always talk about what we can do about climate change, like from now on. So, how do you think the weather? Uh, the extreme weather this summer might remind people of what we should do from now on. Like maybe we could seriously think about how we use air conditioning in big cities. People are already talking about this, like building a smart、uh, city system, management system in in other countries, in European countries. I think. Yeah, I think、hmm. definitely investing in infrastructure that is more climate change resistant、hmm. is definitely what I would consider to be. Investing in the future here.、Hmm. I mean, just walking around in Chengdu, you you can see people hiding in the metro stations from the heat.、Yeah. The fact that these underground facilities exist, they they retain the cold air quite well,、oh. and people you see seek refuge in those kinds of buildings. And to th- so to think more closely about how we can design these places. 
to be more energy efficient. Mm -hmm. I think that's definitely one point. Mm -hmm. The point about air conditioning, I think that as it's gotten so hot, I usually set my air conditioning before this heat wave at maybe 20, 22 degrees. Mm -hmm. And for me, setting it at 26, in my mind, it feels like hot air. (laughs) But when outside the temperature is 40, 45 even, Mm -hmm. indoors, 26, that's 20 degrees less. Mm. And it is quite cooling. And so to keep reminding people, to educate people how they can save energy, save water, not just during extreme weather events or droughts, but in more everyday situations, then in the case of an emergency like this, maybe these measures won't seem so extreme. Thank you, Nicole. Parts of Sichuan finally saw heavy rainfall Wednesday. Some showers have also drizzled down in Chongqing. Forecasts say temperatures are expected to come down in September. Drought gripped much of the world this summer. From Africa, Europe and North America to Asia, it brought food insecurity and power shortages. In Germany, the water level of the River Rhine is so low that some boats are unable to pass. Some villages in France relied on trucks to deliver fresh water in July due to little rainfall. Reservoirs dried up in the U.S., including those in the Colorado Basin. The Horn of Africa struggled with hunger as the annual rainy season did not see as much rainfall as before. Recent reports pointed to an estimated 13 million people waking up severely hungry every day in that region. Experts are saying that extreme weather events like this drought are only becoming more frequent and longer. That's it for today's top story. I'm Sui. For more episodes, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. If you like us, don't forget to follow the show and give us a rating or comment. Your support means a lot to us. Thank you for listening.